This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got a listener-sponsored movie review of 1982 Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Geek boner! Plus, more Dune is on the way. Eternals hovers on a rotten, rotten tomato score. Comedy legends join the MCU. And trailers for Morbius, The Book of Boba Fett, Lightyear, and the second half of Kevin Smith's He-Man show. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, November 1st, 2021. This is Frank Grillo. You know me, but who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news? Pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hey, 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 what's happening, listener? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us is uh, one of Captain James T. Kirk's illegitimate space children. It's Ruck Boy. What's up, Rucks? Oh, that's where I get my beautiful locks from and, and my height from. Yes. My lack of height. Yeah. I see the resemblance. You know Kirk was messing around. He oh, got I, around. You know he I didn't know how you were going to start this. I didn't know if you were going to present me as Khan, so I had my tits out uh, oh, like, yes. already. Yeah, <laughs> I just whipped my boobs out and put them together. My man, my man freaking uh, cleavage, ready to go. Khan's boy toy, Rug Boy, joining us. <laughs> He was in the background. I'm like, he's going to start either by saying I'm Khan's illegitimate child or something like that, or something about Khan. Khan! So I already I had that joke ready to go, and you fucked me over again, Imran. Wonderful. Imran! Oh, Imran! Yes, the next one will be Wrath of Imran. Anyways, we'll talk about that and you'll, later. you'll finally get to see Imran's tits. Yes, I will go oh. bare-chested, which is the style of the space-time, space-age We got to get you that shirt that he wears. I'll dress up like Khan for next Halloween. <laughs> Your hair's already I mean, white. like, yes. yeah, he's already got a two-tone hair, right? <laughs> I can dress up like a spotted cow. And, and you're closer to what that name implies yeah, that race is than he is. Do you know, did you ever see the episode of of that when he's in the actual TV show, Ricardo Montalban? Save that for when we get oh. to talk about the movie, because I All do right. want to know about that episode. I have not seen it. Well, we're not talking about con right now. We're gonna talk about some geek news before we get to the con, you bastards. Oh, it's a tease. It's a tease. And nerd podcast. Just like my man boobs, like to tease in my low cut top that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I can't do the show anymore. <laughs> That's very distracting. Uh, okay, let's start with this. Got a couple of things that broke today. Uh, let's start with Sony's Spider-Man universe. Sony released this featurette. Uh, for Morbius, starring Oscar winner Jared Leto as Doctor Michael Morbius. Did, we, did you remember? I did not know he he won. A, he's an Oscar winner. This, yeah, this Jared Leto. Which movie? Dallas Buyers Club. Right, yeah, he yes. played a he, he played a uh, transvestite or trans woman. Twenty fourteen best supporting ask, actor Oscar. Ask kisser. Ask kisser. Best supporting <laughs> ask kisser Oscar winner. 
Okay, so they put out this featurette. Why? Because they were like, new trailer dropping tomorrow, Tuesday, November 2nd, which is inconvenient for us because we record on a Monday. Luckily, <laughs> Sony hasn't learned its lesson and they didn't change their email passwords. So the trailer is leaked oh, shit. Uh, online and we can discuss it now. And by the time the show posts, the real trailer will be out and everything will sync up. You see how? How serendipitous this is. You see how this is going to work? Yes. Anyways, did you guys? Well, it's a low res trailer. Um, it's not the best quality, but you, you get, get the idea. You definitely though. get, get the idea. What do we think? It's one minute. There's a couple of notable things that happen. The biggest thing that I was asking after that was that. It, is he sucking people's blood with his hands? Oh, I don't no, know. We don't really. We did, because they're like. They're, <sighs> He keeps holding his hands out. That's how he does it in the comic books. He's got little suckers in his hands that, like, transfer the blood. Yeah, I don't like that. I want him to bite people. But whatever. I just, I, I think that I saw, like, like, some kind of, like, a triangular shape on his hand. Because I know he cuts his hand. Yeah, and puts it up the, to the thing. To get the bats to come. But then he, he's holding up his hand again, and I swear that it was some kind of, like, weird, look like a vagina hand. Uh, like, yeah, like, no. <laughs> that's what it would look like. It's, like, it's a little slit in the hand that sucks in things uh that's what that's how that's, that's how it works classic. sure that's how, classic yes. vagina hand oh gee morbius vagina hand uh anthony what'd you think of like the tone of this overall uh it looked pretty similar to the the trailer that we'd already seen right i i thought it, i didn't see feel like we saw too much new in uh news footage so in that sense it's kind of like a little more serious i think with jared leto they're trying to play it up but then you got teases of the vulture in there and it's an origin story so i don't know kind of like i don't really know too much about morbius mm-hmm. so it seems to me just a kind of like a somewhat edgier origin story i got like a show it was a little more horror vibes which i kind of liked some of it remind me of like batman begins when the bats are swirling around him yeah they shouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard not to compare it to that but they've you, done it in three different movies yeah just it's just it's a, it's a great sh- looking shot but it's been burned multiple times you do see michael keaton as adrian tombs and he has a line and then there's the funny bit at the end where he's fighting a dude and the guy's like who are you and he goes, I am Venom. And he's like, just kidding. Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. So he name drops Venom at the end. Uh, there's in the featurette also, there's an f- interesting Easter egg. If you pause when you see the newspaper, the Daily Bugle, where the headline is Dr. Michael Morbius apprehended for vampire murder. There's two headlines on top of that. One says Rhino on the loose. Zoo hoax fools us all. And next to that, it says "Black Cat, Friend or Foe." Geek Bonin. So they're setting. So they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely setting things we up. We already man. know they're 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 pushing hard towards their Sony Spider-Man universe. All these things already exist uh, in this movie. In this, what, universe. what do you guys think of each of these Sony Spider-Man villains? Or off, you know, maybe not the main. Obviously, Spider-Man's the main guy, but all these villains and side characters getting their own film. Like do you, do you like that? Do you not like it? As Spider Man fans, if they get Tom Spider-Man, Holland yeah. back on the on the Sony in the Sony universe, and then you can use him, it's fucking great. Go for it, perfect. Well, like Venom had his own book, and Morbius had his own book. Like okay. so, if they, it could work in comics, That's true. Okay, it could work in film, but like I don't know how robust the lore is and how robust 
uh, the rogues gallery. I mean, Venom has all of these other Venoms that he fights, which is okay, I guess. Who does Morbius fight? Uh, I think Morbius was part of the whole like Midnight Sun, Werewolf and Blade, Werewolf by Night, Blade. That whole crew of like the darker, like more like horror oriented Marvel shit. And if all those characters existed, it it would be kind of cool to have. Like you could really do a monster squad. Yeah, have like the vampire hunter, a vampire. You could have a werewolf. You could have fucking all kinds of shit and and make like almost like a dark super team uh, to fight. I don't know what you would fight. Ghost Rider in there, it would be different. It would be different. And Black Cat in there would be cool because she's like luck based. Oh yeah, whatever. Has bad luck powers like Domino. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they pull it off, uh, great. This is coming out January 28th, 2022. There is a new synopsis. It basically says, dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others, suffering his same fate. Dr. Morbius Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be a radical success, a darkness inside him is unleashed. Will good override evil over Morbius succumb to his mysterious new urges? Uh, In the movie, also, Matt Smith, uh, Jared Harris, who is playing Harry Seldon on Foundation, he's great. And Tyrese Gibson's in there. Al hmm. Madrigal, who is also always great. He's really funny. Uh, so, yeah, January 28, 2022. Every time I think about Morbius, I think about the 90s cartoon and how badly they portrayed him. He's like, I need plasma. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> he's always saying it. He was always whining about plasma. Plasma. Like, shut the fuck plasma. up and get your. Yes. Yeah, Would somebody give me their plasma? It's blood, you idiot. Uh, you know what? He looks all... Uh, Lito looks all right in this role. I think he could pull it off. Well, yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like a vampire, he does, right? He does. He, when he's really skinny in that one shot, he looks fucking crazy. He should he should play Dracula. But this is as close as yeah. he's going to get He talked about how intense it was filming this movie in that feature ad about how he had to like get real skinny and then kind of bulk up. Uh, so I'm still like kind of weary. Not weary, just like... I don't know how to feel about these movies. I know. Like, I are don't these know Marvel? Either. I'm conflicted. Like, should I feel like these are connected to yeah, Marvel? Yeah. Kind of. They. I mean, they are. You see. You see Vulture in there, who was clearly in Far. Uh, uh, was it No Way Home? Yeah. They're unnecessary. That's what they are. They're just unnecessary the films. Google, but what? You, is but, this Raimi universe? Is this another universe? What the fuck is happening? It's like no one's asked for any of these guys. No. Like, no. no one's like clamoring for this shit. But they're like, yeah, we're gonna give it to you. And then you're like, ah, might as well just fucking. <laughs> and remember, yeah. we're, we are getting a Craven the Hunter movie, and we we they, we talked about who got cast. I remember we talked a while ago about who they should cast, but we already had, they've cast it. Uh, it's what's his name? Who is Craven the Hunter? I forgot. Uh, it's uh, Aaron Taylor Thomas, I believe. Johnson. Ellen, oh Aaron my Taylor God. Johnson it, is yeah. yes. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver is going to be Craven the Hunter. Going to be Craven. Kickass is going to be Craven. So they are making this movie. They have cast a Craven. They're going to make a he, Sinister Six movie. I hopefully like his beard, like he can grow a real, cause I mean, his face is very baby face. Yeah, No, he needs to grow a beard and get super jacked. Maybe I'll buy. Yeah. Well, he's been, I mean, he got jacked for kickass, but he's, I mean, his face is just so young looking. Yeah. Yes, it is. Anyways, listener, let us know what you think about uh, the Morbius trailer, the real one that you get to watch once this show posts that we superseded with a leaked one. Join the conversation, join the Facebook group. It's called jock and nerd nation. It is a closed private group just for our listeners. Lots of fun in there. Lots of geek stuff being thrown around. Okay, let's talk about a trailer that is full HD and it's great resolution and it's an official release and it's for 
the Disney Plus show, The Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba, this is, we are getting this this December 29th. Instead of uh, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian season three, we are getting the book of Boba Fett that they kind of set up in Mando season three, uh, season two, season two, uh, with where Boba and Fennec Shan kind of uh, are now a team and are on Tatooine. Anthony, you are not our Star yes. Wars guy, but we forced you to watch no. the Mandalorian and all the new Star Wars movies. You have. You haven't forced me to watch everything Star Wars, but just uh, Mandalorian for sure. The big stuff. Uh, What did you think about this look at Boba Fett's show here? Uh, I mean, it looks pretty similar. You know, it it is in the same universe as the Mandalorian. So it looks like at least it's on that level, which is step one, right? You need to make sure that looks good. It looks like Star Wars. So on that sense, yeah, um, looks good. I still can't get over the fact. What's that guy's name? Boba Fett? No, his his oh, the actor uh, that plays him. Uh, Tamora Morrison. Morrison. Tamora Morrison. I still can't get over that. Like Boba Fett's just this guy with a pot belly that's like sixty years old. Well, it looks like he lost a little bit of weight in this. <laughs> he looks a little bit. Doesn't look as uh, looks a little more sleek. Yeah, he he does have a cool sleek. voice. Yeah. It's just I don't know Boba Fett being sixty he's with a, yeah, the he's pot belly. Weird. The scar, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's he's now running what. Uh, was it Jabba the Hutt had yeah. and Jabba the Hutt was this feared leader and now he's going to be like more of a benevolent leader and everyone's trying to get at him why Why does he want to run that crime thing what is he I don't, he's Bo- what's his motivation he's Boba that's all he knows I mean yeah. he's been involved in the underbelly of the Star Wars universe there's not no reason for him to go to legit now but he could do, he could probably run this shit better he probably yeah. learned he's still got a code of some kind you know I feel like uh all the star. This is what Star Wars fans have always wanted, right? You wanted to see Boba Fett come back. You saw him this season in Mandalorian season two, and now he got his own show. So, again, I'm not the guy to be excited about it, but it looked fine to me. I'll, I'll watch it because you guys want probably. Oh, to watch we're gonna it. be watching this. I mean, this is not the show that I imagined. Mm. I would have question liked for it. you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Go. No, no. I've said be- the better question that it is. Uh, what what you're about to say is what I want to hear. Like, what oh. what, did, what did you imagine, and what were you? Expecting? I would have liked to see. This whole thing was a like Django Fett, you know, he gets killed, obviously, right? And leaves Boba Fett an orphan. And he, he's got to, like, you know, as a young kid, kind of make it in the underground. And and I would like to see how he becomes Boba Fett. But, like, oh, a prequel. Like, oh, almost like Boba story? Begins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, they may have some flashbacks. They may be able to tell. And part there of that is story. some of that in, in the Clone Wars and, and in Rebels. They, they, they cut in some of that young Boba Fett stuff, but I'd like to see him like more as like a teenager or like just like in his twenties or something like that, where he's still kind of young, but um, figuring shit out, but like maybe more reckless or something like that. And he kind of figures out like how, how to fucking do his job. But did somebody say Boba begins? Yeah, I did. He, said Boba begins. he did say that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But I mean, this is, nice to have the bookend they could always go back and do that yeah, movie yeah, yeah like and that's kind of brilliant because they're like okay we're gonna do old man boba now and let him kind of go off into the sunset and but now then that'll leave room for the the other thing the prequel to come out so you know they could always do it and now they can build more interest in new fans this way so I love this idea. I love Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shan and the fact that Jabba, you know, this is after Return of the Jedi, Jabba is dead. So there's a, a vacuum of power in the underground on Tatooine. And a lot of people are like, this is the fucking godfather of Star Wars, like Boba sitting on the throne. 
calling the shots, trying to run it better, uh, and and having all the power. And you know, he has never been more badass than when we saw him fight in the Mando season two. Like that was great. There's a shot in here where he's got crazy eyes and he's fucking pummeling someone with his stick. I love that shit. I'm down. This is great. I want to see him take over the fucking criminal underworld. If it's like a crime gangster Star Wars show, that could be cool. You know, every time you guys say Boba, I think of the drink. Yes, the uh, more so than I think the, of Boba yeah. Fett. The, what what is the boba? That's like t- the tapioca, right? Or what is it? Yeah. What, is, what are those old things? Fish eggs? I think no, no, they're not. Ta- <laughs> I think some of my fish eggs. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, yeah, it's tap. I believe it's tapioca. Yeah, I don't yeah. really drink that stuff all that much. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's but I, it is good. Yeah, it's hard when they cut those things come through the straw. It's funny. Pickles. Yeah, well, you need the thick straw. Well, you need the big straw. Yeah, they give you the big thick straw, and then you punch it through the fucking top of the drink. I've never. I don't think I've had it, but I've seen people. Yeah, the kids love those Boba. bigger straws. Are even worse for the environment than normal sized straws. I'll just have you know, straws are bad. Is that right? Straws, well, are, straws in general are bad. Straws yeah, are horrible. Straws get into sea turtles. Uh, fucking noses. everywhere, dude. They're everywhere. Yeah. The ocean's full of fucking straws. Float. It's made an island. Straw island. Anyways, this is not an environmental podcast. <laughs> this is a Boba Fett. Podcast. I'm down for this. December 29th. Disney Plus Mando season three in production now. So maybe sometime early next year, for, you know, first three months, that one comes. Yeah, out. I mean, I, it's typical Star Wars stuff. So we just I just watched, you know, the the Bad Batch and I had absolutely no interest in that. And that I ended up finishing that and enjoying that for what it was. It's not my favorite thing, but I think this is going to be along the same lines. It's going to be something I'm going to definitely watch, even though I might not be excited about it. I'm going to get sucked into it. And before you know it, I'll, you know, it'll be another thing that I know. It'll be another part of the canon that I now know. So it's it's worth checking out. Plus, I, I mean, imagine all the crazy cameos we might see. They love oh, definitely other people into the sh- these shows. So well, they got a lot of those aliens in there. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, the figures. Yeah. That alien with like the big uh, bent head and just the eyes. Bask. Yeah. Scoop. Yeah. All well, the- and it's supposed to all be part of that bigger universe thing that they're creating. Um I think the Mandalorian and there's like another show, right? Ahsoka. Ahsoka will take yeah. place in the oh. same time frame. Yeah. Yeah. That show with uh Gina Carano that that obviously she's not around. Oh yeah, she's not what, what was that group uh, of people? Uh, the Rangers. Ra- oh the yeah. Rangers the, or the new Rangers. Uh, was, is that still happening? I don't, I don't know. Do we want that with the I don't know. the Asian X Wing fighter pilot from yeah, I want number? just that show. Yeah, him, him going around and writing people tickets. <laughs> it's just the parking meter maker. Yeah, He's like, <laughs> of the galaxy. Yeah, your spaceship's been parked here too long. I'm writing you up. Um, no, but I was great. They're using the volume, you know. So the New Republic, right? No, that's not new, it. Yeah. The New Rangers or so Republic Rangers of the New Republic. Re- yeah, Rangers yeah. of the Republic. I, yeah, I don't even know. Rolls right off the tongue. Yes. There's gonna be Obi Wan show, very there's memorable. Ahsoka show. There's everybody's getting a show. You get a show. Yeah, you, you get, get a, show. a show. That stormtrooper in the background. He's getting a show. His it's name just is Mar- Marvel and Star Wars. Yes, so. everybody. It's just clearly them in a boardroom going. We need to have uh, something for their presentation. Mock up some shit. Like and then, then they <laughs> destroyed gets a show. It. That plant over there is getting a show. Imran gets a show. Imran. Okay. Uh, moving on. Wrong star. Wrong, wrong space. Oh, series. sorry. Wrong, yes. There's that. Well, we'll get into the. We'll get into the rivalry. Uh, let's talk about Dune. Uh, you guys, uh, listener, if you haven't heard our review last week, go back. We reviewed Dune by Dinas Villanueva. 
Uh, and uh, on that show, just mocking his name every time. I know. We I can know, say it. We know how to say it. We just don't want to say Denis it. I love him. He's a great director. Look, Denis Villeneuve. Much respect to Denis Villeneuve. Uh, yeah. But it, it, I'm sure he's glad you got your respect yes, today, Imran. Yeah, I'm sure. How he can sleep soundly. <laughs> Denis. You know my name. Denis. I love saying Denis though. Once Rug said that, I couldn't stop saying Denis. It's just Denis. So funny. I know. <laughs> All it needs is a little line. It's and then you, under the D. So anyways, in that show, <laughs> you would have heard we recorded last Monday. You would have heard me said, oh, I don't know why they haven't greenlit part two yet. What are they waiting for? They leave it. Well, you asked us what yeah. if we thought it was going to happen. I was happen. like, is this going to happen? It's weird. Well, between the time we recorded the show, we posted the show. Fucking legendary pulls the trigger. They have officially greenlit June part two. And it's coming out in 2023, oh, which is like really soon uh, for something yeah, that to film and make a movie. I know. Yeah. So part of me thinks of that scale. Part of me thinks they were always going to green like this, and they just weren't telling us. And they have, they must have shot parts of it already because in two years to just come out in two years, I thought it would have taken a little bit longer. Well, if they already have stuff like lined up and they already made the sets and everything, they just have to you know pay to hold them over, I guess. Or yeah, I don't not I don't break think them that, down. I don't think it means they've already like we're going to do. I don't think they were going to like I don't think it was a guarantee mm. they were going to do it. I think they you know, they definitely had plans for it to be a big franchise, but like you look at uh with John Carter 10 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they had plans for that and they didn't they stopped. So, I think it's just from what you said last week about the numbers it pulled at the box office, the numbers it was pulling on HBO Max, it was like the best opening for WB for a day and day release, so might as well, and hopefully, maybe they think they've got something here, and it looks like fans have responded to it pretty well. I mean, it would have been a shame to leave people hanging with that ending. The the other movie like this people bring up is there uh, after Lord of the Rings, they were going to make that Aragon. Remember they made Aragon with that one dude? Yeah. It was going to be like a trilogy, and the first one tanked, and they just killed the whole thing. But this is like a two-part you know, book that everybody knows what's going to happen. Um, also, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a trilogy. Yeah, he says he hopes to really? do. Denis also went on to say he hopes to do Dune Messiah because that tells the rest of Paul Atreides' yes. story. It's like fifteen years after Dune. Is that is that a different book? It's a, yeah. it's a sequel. It's called it's Dune the, Messiah. Yeah, yeah, one of the Got sequels. It. There's a lot of Dune books. There's five sequels. Uh, Messiah is set twelve years after the events of Dune, and it's about Atreides. Part of me from like doing some like a little bit more research after the show, yeah. and I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking here or not than anything that anyone else has said, but I feel like Dune, especially after thinking about the movie again, I feel like Dune, this is better served as a TV show. Yeah. Just because of all the depth that's in in these books or in the end, yeah, the books. Yeah. I mean, that's why people said it was unfilmable. There's just a lot yeah. of dense stuff yeah. and you have to really know what you're doing to where to spend your time, uh, you know, with developing this story. But if he's doing a trilogy, I mean, he really can wrap up like he's already like scared, skirted a bunch of stuff and cut a bunch of stuff out. So he's trimmed it down enough that he could tell the story of Paul Atreides becoming the uh, whatever. Um, and uh, if he wants to end it or the book end and finish out Paul Atreides story, uh, he can do that with Messiah. It's it's just not a natural three parts trilogy. It's kind of like a afterthought of the you know. It's almost like a duology. Mm. Or, does that make even mm. sense? Does that yeah. Make- well, it's a forced well, trilogy. I understand what you said. I don't know if, if that's a word no, that's or not. A word. Yeah. 
Is it? I don't know. I it's like no a two parter. Two parts it's, of one thing, and then it's one really party a two party. It's a yeah. really a two part version of one book. It's a two separate books, right? So it's actually two books, but you're doing one book as one movie, and then one book is two books. Well, two Harry books. Harry Potter did that too, right? They split up that last book into two yeah. movies and stuff. So the people do that. I'm glad we're gonna get to see fucking Paul Atreides ride a sandworm. Uh, the movie has almost made seventy million domestic. Opened at number one again in week two worldwide. It's made two hundred ninety-three million dollars, almost three hundred million dollars worldwide already. So that's not bad. Uh, let's talk about the big movie coming out this week. This month's big superhero movie from Marvel Eternals coming out this week, Friday, November fifth. We'll be seeing it on Thursday, November fourth. Right. Uh, and last week we talked about how ah. the reviews came out, the Rotten Tomatoes score came out, and it was kind of, uh, you know, divisive and sketchy. And well, it's even weirder now. So currently on Rotten Tomatoes, let me just set this up with the lowest rated Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes is Thor The Dark World at 66%. Okay. Right now, Eternals with 140 reviews. Is fifty nine percent? Oh shit! Wow, that's bad. Uh, Five point nine out of ten. Now, now these are these are paid critics. Well, uh, report on IMDb. I believe was this IMD? Yes. So there's an article from the Insider on IMDb. They're saying it got review bombed because of the LGBTQ representation. Yeah, in but movie. that doesn't. Those aren't legit reviewers. So why even bother? And it's IMDb those- does doesn't matter. So what is going on here at the fucking Rotten Tomatoes then? Yeah, I don't think IMDb. I, I would rather listen to these. These are people that have reviewed movies for a while and they're national reviewers. And you can't review bomb on Rotten Tomatoes anymore because you have to purchase a ticket and prove you've seen well, the movie to leave. An not audience. with the critic score. You can't review bomb. Yeah. So I think that that's misrepresentation. No, like th- It's not review bombing. We're like. Angry fans are, you know, with fucking agendas are going on and like trying to make a movie fail by, you know, whatever. This is the, these are legit reviews that don't like the movie. Yes. On the Rotten Tomato side, these are legit reviews calling it a mixed bag of reviews. But then on the IMDb, which whoever cares about those ratings, but this no, is I never go by yeah. the IMDb. That's but like this is people are saying that it's being review bombed over there because they're mad. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, there's a openly gay family in the movie. It's the most diverse cast of Marvel movies had. There is a deaf superhero for the first time. There's a lot of crazy, cool shit in this movie. And sometimes that makes people mad, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know, there's people who are nothing else to do. But but Anthony, the Rotten Tomato score. The fuck's going on here with this 59 percent? It's crazy. Uh I kind of like it. <laughs> this got you more, more into it. I did. Yeah. It does because, you know, every Marvel movie, I think I've said this before, but every Marvel movie is just universally loved. Yeah. So, so see something that's kind of divisive and you either from what, you know, I haven't, I'm not trying to read all these reviews, so I don't really want to spoil anything for myself, but I, generally it seems like people are either really like it or really don't. And that's kind of fun. That's kind of different for Marvel to have a, this kind of reaction. So I'm, I'm now very curious to see where I'll fall on. Fuck you know, yeah, after I mean, watching yeah, this the lower movie. this thing drops, the more intrigued I get. Like, oh my God, what could be, this is either maybe she bit off more than she can chew or 
Uh, they got it wrong. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I we'll see. I mean, the a lot of what I've seen is like like it it really goes for it in terms of like ideas and themes that they're going for and like how the how this like spans t- all this time and whatever thousands but, of years and creation yeah, so, of the universe. Yeah, maybe Chloe Zhao was just not the you know maybe she's maybe she's not made to do big movies like this. We'll find out next week, listener. I'll have a review. I can't wait to see right it right here. I can't wait either to see Kumail and Johnny all. Jack. <laughs> and in all of his glory. It's gonna again, I we said it last week. There's ten of these motherfuckers they gotta set up. I'd meet all at once. So that may be the issue. The I'm I'm curious to see how it like with such divisive reviews, how it performs at the box yeah, office yeah. and what this if it doesn't perform well at the box office, like will Eternals I'm sure they wanted to make this a, a series. maybe that they just so you know, sideline these characters to appearing in other films. If this doesn't work, yeah, they're not making a second movie. They're not going to bring back Chloe Zhao. You know that they're just going to fucking retool it like they do with movies when they don't work. Like Captain, like look at what happened to Captain Marvel. The original writer director all gone, and it's, she doesn't even have a sequel. They changed it to the Marvels entirely. Can I ask you guys something though? Like, what exactly do you think is going to stand out now that I mean the the, the problem is is that. We've been through the ringer with all of these. Everything's uh, you know, been done. The problem. Yeah. yeah. So at what point, and these characters are kind of derivative. Like there's like a wonder Woman. These, basically this is the justice. There's League. a Superman. There's a speedster. There's a wonder woman. So yeah. what, what exactly is it unique or interesting other than that? They're eternals. Like that's the only thing that's interesting, right? It's like the actual character and the power set and their situation they're all like of a similar situation. Like they don't have like all like these backstories where someone's mom died or right, whatever. Right. No, they're all, right. they, they all, they all come from the same place. So I'm like, how do that, that? And that's what I think is the interesting challenge is like, how do you do this? Like you do this story about these things that are like so far away from humanity that are like, they all have a similar origin, but, and all these archetypes that we've seen before, how do you make that interesting and, and palpable? That is the it's a huge challenge. Definitely, I think one of the one of the premises I think that might be that they've you know hinted at the trailers that might be um, something that's interesting. At least something I ta- I jumped on with was like you know you you have these guys that are Eternals, but they never interfered mm. with anything. Mm-hmm. Like you know they they never interfered when Thanos snapped half half the population in half. So like okay, what motivates them? What what would motivate these people to not do anything? What what kind of power is being welled over them to not have to do not even do anything when that happens? So I think that could be interesting if that's a premise they really explore in the movie. I am intrigued yeah. by how they're going to deal with these giant celestial cosmic figures. You know, people like, you know, the size of Galactus that you can't even like really understand the size of this thing. That part fascinates me, and how much it's going to be uh, involved. Currently rotten, currently rotten right now. It is actually absolutely currently rotten. It is Marvel's first, Marvel's only rotten movie on Rotten Tomatoes right now at this moment, Monday, November first, twenty twenty one. It's all going to change. Could change. I think that one of the things that Marvel needs to stop doing is, and this sounds really counterintuitive, but they got to stop blowing themselves. Like they came out the gate with like Kevin Feige, like this is an Oscar worthy film yeah, and yeah, to yeah. create buzz. So yeah. now when you get the reviews in your expectations are like, oh, this shit's going to be fucking crazy. And then you having expectations sometimes will fuck with you. 
And they're coming off like a really well-received, well-reviewed Shang-Chi movie that is essentially all the best Marvel formula done right for a crowd pleaser. And then this is completely different. And then we're going to get Spider-Man, which should fucking destroy, break everything and make a billion dollars. Again, I'm, I'm thinking the last one did. I, it's going to be the first movie in pandemic, make a billion dollars. This one is going to be interesting, interesting to see. Definitely interesting. Will Dune still open at number one against this? No, I don't think so. Dune Probably not for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, this will open number one. It's just how much money is it going to make, especially considering all the negative uh, hype now. Did you buy tickets yet, Imran? I did for Thursday. How did the theater look? Uh, well, I, when I bought it a while ago, it was empty. No. See, I, so why the one I buy tickets normally to was sold out. And oh, we had shit. to go to a different theater. Oh, shit. So, mm. yeah, I bought mine. Like I have not purchased yet. But I, I'm in that. the city. Imran's more in the burbs, so. I mean, if you think about it, this is tough. They have two masters to serve. It could go, you know, the people who are expecting your traditional Marvel movie and who love that may not get what they're looking for and not be happy. And then those of us who want Marvel to really push and try something different, it may not be that different enough to satisfy those people. This could be really tricky to please. It's interesting, yeah, because, like, the appeal, Guardians was a big experiment for Marvel. Right. And that turned out to be, you know, a huge success. But a lot of those trailers, although, you know, no one knew who those characters were, there was definitely, those trailers stood out, right? You had, like, hooked on a feeling and you had the music. humor in it, yeah. Color. Yeah. Wacky. Right. Oh, like, yeah, it looked yeah. just like, oh, my God, what, like, what is this? But whereas Eternals, as Ruggs mentioned, is kind of a little flat. It's like, still, uh, the, yeah. Like, movie make us, like, as people that enjoy movies, we're all like, oh, man, look at, like, the great yeah. shots of... Yeah. Of uh, it looks like they they shot these on location like this is great, but like the average fan that looks at these might be like, what a- like what is this? What's yeah. what's the like? Is it funny? Is it? I don't know these characters. It's kind of just a, a like a their suits are kind of plain to me, and their names are they don't roll off the tongue right. either. You know, yeah, they're pumping out these featurettes because it's still really hard to kind of describe in a couple of sentences and get people on board. Yeah, like yeah, put it yeah. What what, what is the fuck this is about? It's it's hard. You can't celestials and deviants and they've been here. Like you looked know. at Shang Chi and you're like, that's that's Marvel's yeah. martial arts exactly. movie. Even Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's a space fucking action adventure. Great. Right. What is this? We're gonna find out <laughs> next week. Uh, let's move on to some fun casting news. Anthony, you shared this one with us, so I threw it in the notes. Uh, do you wanna you wanna introduce this story? Why, why did you share oh, it? What do uh, you think this was so weird? With uh, Bill Murray being in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes! That's, that is fucking weird. Right? <laughs> but I guess Ant-Man and the Wasp, and in general, that tone of those movies has been very comedic. So I guess it's not the the most... At this point, Marvel can cast anybody. And Especially like, Bill Murray joining whatever. the MCU. Geek boner! Lovely. Um, all the names that have been in the MCU up to this point, I shouldn't be surprised that Bill Murray's like, yep, I'll be in the MCU now. So he was doing an interview uh, with a German magazine or something called... Oh, the uh, about his new movie, The French Dispatch, which is a Wes Anderson movie that also has... the That's Timothy movie. Timothy Chalamet is in that too, so... Chalamet is getting an Oscar nod for one of these movies this year. He's in like two big movies. He's like, I'll just be in every movie. Yeah, he's fucking. He's <laughs> he's he'll he'll be fine. Uh, so he talked about, oh, I'm doing a Marvel movie, but I can't tell you what it is. But I got to work with this director that I really liked. He did this. He then he mentioned the movie he made, Bring It On, Girls United, which was directed by Peyton Reed. 
So then everyone's like, oh, he's in Ant-Man and the Wasp, directed by Peyton Reed, uh, who has great comedic sensibilities and fucking love Bill Murray. Yes, bring it on. Bill Murray in the MCU, always good. Peter Venkman, come on. Wonder what wonder what character he's going to be. Yeah, it sounds like a small cameo, and there's no no hint at who he could play. Who do you think he could be, Rugs? Who do you want Bill Murray to play? He's going to be Ant Man's dad. Oh, Paul Probably. Rudd's. Oh, Scott Lang's dad. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that would work. I can see that. I mean, they think they're going to give him like a name drop character. Uh no, I don't like some fucking quantum being. Like he's going to be like. Uh, you know the uh, chaos or the, what is the, that guy who's both good and bad? Uh, is that the 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 in betweener? Oh, the in betweener. <laughs> they they got to give him something off, uh, like someone that's part of Marvel canon, but like really off. Like it's got to be a weird character. I do like him playing Paul, Scott Lang's father. That would be pretty funny. Like he would just be like wacky father coming out. Maybe he's the one above all. Maybe he's the Beyonder. Bill Murray <laughs> as the Beyonder. Why not? Star Wars, those beautiful <laughs> Star Wars. Okay, here's another crazy rumor. Him as the Beyonder would be hilarious. <laughs> Can you imagine him in a white suit? He's like, <laughs> he shows up in a white suit, <laughs> or just like, com- like bodysuit white. Like he's 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 like uh, they film him like he's Silver Surfer, except he doesn't have that kind of body at all. <laughs> He's just Bill Murray's body. Listen, you want to get at this point in his life. You want to get crazier with directors instead of Chloe Zhao. Give Wes Anderson and Bill Murray a Marvel movie. You're gonna get the weirdest fucking Marvel movie ever. I would love to see him as the Beyonder in an alternate (laughs) universe, directed by Wes Anderson. It has to. He's just like (laughs) very artsy. Okay, speaking of weird casting, here is a weird, crazy rumor. Take with a pinch of salt, but I love this rumor. Uh, Apparently. Jim Carrey has been in talks to play Modoc live action in multiple Disney Plus TV shows. What the fuck? Oh, shit. The fuck? Uh, you know, he, Modoc had the stop motion animation on Hulu. It was a very funny show. I don't know if they're going to do. I think they're not doing another season because that whole wing of production shut down. Right. But uh, they're saying Modoc could appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania or She-Hulk. But Jim, imagine Jim Carrey's face in that big Modoc head suit. That kind of works. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be all right. I mean, people like to make it would be it'd be kind of campy, but yeah. Just as soon as you get Modoc going, like now you've like you're on another level of ridiculous. But would it so. be like I haven't seen the Sonic movie? Would it be like him as Doctor Robotnik? I imagine that's got to be over the top, I mean, it, fucking silly. Anytime it's always Jim Carrey, like no matter what he's doing, like we've seen him be everything in in living color. He's been everything, you know, it's always Jim Carrey. So, uh, Anthony, you want to see Jim Carrey join the MCU? Yes. Comedic geniuses are joining the MCU. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love I like it. I mean, Jim Carrey is hilarious. Modoc is a ridiculous fucking character. Yeah. More often, I think, comedic than serious. So. Fuck it, why not? Why not have Jim Jim Carrey be the floating fucking head? I'm always confused. Modoc though with Zola, like why do they have, Marvel have two oh, guys yeah, with heads Zola in their stomachs? Lives in a robot on his stomach, and Modoc is just a giant head with, with robotic arms and legs, arms or? and legs on a floaty chair. Or are his arms and legs real, he's, like uh, attached to his head? He's just like real. a giant head person. Yeah, he's a giant head person, and the arms and legs are. 
real. So his arms grow out of his head. Yes, correct. Out of the side of his head. No wonder he's always grumpy. Does and he angry. have a penis? And where is it? Oh, is it in his throat? Shit. Oh, shit. No, I don't know. It's got to be like <laughs> in his chin or something. Yeah, it's got to be in his. He's balls. Epiglottis is also his penis. It's got an any. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe, yeah. maybe Jim Carrey. Maybe he, has an, he has an any penis? He has an itty. What is that? He's mean? got a pee-pee comes out the back. He's got to turn around. He's got to spin around to pee. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I always do that. Yes. That seems normal. I like to pee out the back. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, a trailer for a Disney Pixar movie. This one, Lightyear. Uh, this, right. this was teased at, at uh, Investor Day. This is the story of the real Buzz Lightyear. Uh, from the character from Toy Story. Uh, what did you guys, Rugs? What did you think of this? I thought it was interesting that they used like the David Bowie song. Yes, Starman. Uh, I like that. And uh, they showed him slingshotting around the sun, and uh, he ends up in an alien world. I think is that what happens? That's and, what uh, it looks like. Yeah, fight Zerg. Oh, Zerg! That's right. Uh, there's like a montage, or is that only something that's in the toy? And this is a different story that they exaggerated into Zerg. Is there some other mm, shit that I don't, I don't know about? So I'm intrigued. It looks pretty good. You got Chris Evans as a Buzz Lightyear, but he does. He says one word at the end. He just says, and. Uh, so you don't really get to hear him. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think of this? Well, it's, it'll probably be good, right? Because it's Disney Pixar. Toy Story is a beloved franchise for them. So I'm sure they're putting in a lot of work to make it, you know, make it happen. Um, to make it be good, I, I'm still like, oh wow! Like I didn't know that they would go this route where right? like the toy, like now is Cut was there's story. some lore behind the yeah. toy and, and like there was this epic thing because if you look at like the Toy Story universe, granted it is toys talking to each other, but other than that, it's like pretty grounded. Like you didn't know that there were aliens in the Toy Story universe, and this kind of implies obviously that they were there are aliens, so. Then again, I guess Pixar, everything's everything's it's a shared universe. So I mean, I just talked yeah, myself out is of that. This the same. That's a good point. That toy was based off this character that ex, it exists on another planet. I'm so confused. The, the best thing I saw this though is the memes online of that shot of Chris Evans or Lightyear like yeah. looking at the suit, and yeah, they were yeah. like, "Buzz Lightyear looks like that racist ass cop that's going to pull you over during a track <laughs> stop." Oh shit! Oh shit! You don't want to get pulled over by Buzz Lightyear. And, like, and oh, I was like, he kind of looks like one of the Winklevoss twins from the Social. Oh Network. shit! He looks like a Winklevoss twin. <laughs> yeah, but you see the actual Buzz Lightyear costume. I thought the fucking the graphics look amazing. Some of these shots remind me of Star Wars. This looks like an amazing space fucking adventure. I was kind of impressed. I was like, oh shit! Look at this. This looks really good. I'm always impressed by Pixar's latest thing. Uh, Pixar also will tie into our movie review later in the show. Stick around. Believe it or not. Uh, summer 2022, we'll get the Lightyear movie. Uh, one last trailer before we get there, though, listener. Check out our Tee Public shop if you want a jock and nerd sweater or hoodie. It's getting cold. Fuck, it's getting cold. So you need to stay warm. We have lots of comfy things to keep you warm with our logo, with Rugboy's face. There's also mugs and travel mugs and face masks, pillows, tote bags, lots of things. Jockinner.com slash shop. Buy some shit. Wear it out. Promote the show. Uh, and we will appreciate it. Last thing is a trailer. This is just for me and rugs, Anthony. So you can scroll your Tinder. 
right. It is because it is uh, the trailer for part two of Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation show on Netflix. Part two being released uh, later this month. What is the date? November 23rd. Uh, and there's an action-packed trailer with some crazy shit in here, Rugs. Yeah. I like some of the things in here. I like the moment where he goes, I don't need the sword to become fucking He-Man. And he calls the power. And he becomes, uh, they're calling him Savage He-Man. He's fucking yoked. He's huge. Yeah. that Well, that was the original He-Man. Oh, right, 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 right. From the comic books that came with the figures, he was just like a Savage Man. And then the Enchantress, which is now the Sorceress, uh, gave him the armor and the sword and everything to become He-Man and an axe, which he never wields for some reason in the show. Anyhow, um, I saw this trailer and I I was like, wow, they edited it to make it look like, uh, you know, He-Man's actually in this. Yes, a lot of He-Man in this. And um, <laughs> so I don't know if it's deceptive editing, but I did breathe a sigh of relief because at the end of part one, you know, they've killed Adam off twice He's already. They brought him well, back from heaven. He, was, he wasn't dead. He just got stabbed. He just got stabbed yeah. through the back. He wasn't dead. Is this the continuation of Kevin Smith's series? This yeah. Is. This okay. is the rest of the remaining episodes. Got so it. I was kind of worried. I'm like, all right, we're going to lose like He-Man and we're going to, or He-Man's not going to be the hero in this, but he might just come out in the last episode. Like, like, like he was in the first episode and then disappeared for the rest of it. He might just be Savage He-Man in that last moment, and that's it. Oh, that that battle shit looks amazing. I think, um, obviously, Tila is going to be a big part. She's got some magical shit on her forehead. Yeah, so it's edited to make it look like He-Man is the big deal, but we all know what happens in this show. It's going to be huh. He-Man is, comes back at the last second to save everybody, and and that's it. And then yeah, he beats Skeletor, 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 because he has. I'm st- I'm down. I'm down. Swords. I don't. I'm not shitting on it. I think, I, but it's just predictable. That's all. Oh, and then my favorite character, Orko. You hear his voice. Spoilers for the first one that he was. Spoiler uh, alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! He was apparently sacrificed himself, but I loved Orko, and so I think he's gonna come back because you hear him say some shit at the end. I was like, oh shit, Orko's still alive. Great. Uh, yeah, I'm down to watch the rest of this. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm probably going to binge it one night. When does it come out? Uh, November 23rd. Oh, that's a while. On the Netflix later this month. Okay, that's it for the news portion of the program. We're going to take a break, play some promos, and come back and review a really, really old Star Trek movie. You'll find out why right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcasts, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
Here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options listener if you enjoy the show do us a favor do us a solid join our patreon fan club Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And uh, you can sign up and monetarily support the show on a monthly or annual basis. And you get fun stuff. What do you get? Here's what you get. Starting at just $3 a month, everyone gets access to a bonus RSS feed that has uh, the shows come out early. And there's bonus content. For example, this weekend, we're going to see Eternals. There's going to be instant reactions to the Eternals right after we've seen it, just for our Patreon listeners, before we review it. That's right. You're going to get that kind of fun stuff. $5 a month support and above gets you that plus Discord benefits. You can join us on our monthly Discord hangout. That's just for our Patreon subscribers. Lots of fun. November's hangout will be Thursday, November 18th at 8 p.m. Central time, people. I'm not living on Eastern or Pacific. This is Central time. Uh, So sign up for that. Lots of fun. And $10 a month or more. You get to pick any movie to force us to watch and review any movie you want. It's the Patreon movie pick. Always lots of fun. We've done a bunch of these in the feed. We're going to do one right now. So sign up so you can pick a movie and make us watch something really good or something really bad. Doesn't matter. Jockinhurt.com slash Patreon. Okay. This week's random movie review. We're going to be looking at Star Trek 2. The Wrath of Khan <laughs> from 1982. Here are your spoilers for an old movie. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Just in case some people still haven't seen it. This one sponsored by our listener and Patreon supporter, Ray O'Neill. He has been supporting us on Patreon for 38 months. Oh, shit. Thank you, Jesus. Ray. Jeez. We appreciate it. We appreciate the continued support. This is his second pick, fellas. If you remember his first pick we did, it was The Wraith. Remember The Wraith yeah. with uh, jo- oh my God, Johnny? The was that Johnny Depp? Right? No. Yeah. No. Was it? No, no it wasn't. No, it was, it was uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> but Johnny Depp, Depp was dating the girl in the movie and was hanging out on the set at the time, I believe, is the backstory. Yeah, there's a nice pair of true. boobs in that movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Sherilyn Finn. Sherilyn Finn. That's right. That's right. Uh, yes. Charlie Sheen. Uh, the Wraith, that's back in episode 313. You can listen to that review. So he likes movies with the word wrath or wraith in it. I think it's the first oh. thing we can deduce about the Ray O'Neill. Wraith, Wrath of Khan. Okay. And they're both revenge films. Oh, that's a good point. So Ray's got a type. Okay, got it. Uh, wrath of Khan, Star Trek Two. This is the second of six movies that were based on the original TV show that ran from 1966 to 1969, created by Gene Roddenberry. There's a total of 13 Star Trek movies overall. First movie came out in 1979. This one comes out 1982. 
So we have to compare a lot of things with the first movie and why the second one got made. The first movie on Rotten Tomatoes, 43%. The second movie, Wrath of Khan, on Rotten Tomatoes, 88%. Much improvement. Uh, the original movie cost them $45 million to make, and it ended up making $139 million worldwide. This movie, so the first movie wasn't critically well-received, and they didn't really even want to make the second movie, so they only gave them $12 million to make the second movie. Opening weekend, this movie makes $14 million and goes to finish worldwide total $97 million. Now, that is less than the original movie. However, this movie remains, because of the cost, the most profitable Star Trek movie still is Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Yeah, the the first movie, um, they spent a shitload on it. Yeah. And it was really serious, and it didn't really have the same tone as the TV show. It didn't have like that sense of adventuring and stuff. It was kind of like more like drawn out and slow moving. And yeah, people didn't like um, it too much. Yeah, but the effects were great. Right. They were like trying to be like Star Warsy or whatever. Or I don't know, Star Wars even out yet? I don't know. Was it the seventy eight was Star Wars? Seventy, yeah, seventy seven. I think the first Star Wars comes out. So seventy nine. Uh, Star. They were Trek. trying to do those highly detailed miniatures and this. And, and, you know, everything was filmed uh, in slow motion and shit with like frame rates and shit. So to make it look like you know epic, and it probably cost them a shitload of money. So this one's like decidedly cheaper. Then the, I mean, twelve million from forty-five million. That's like, uh, wow. yeah, that's a huge cut. And we'll get into uh, a little bit later wh- what they did to uh, keep the budget down and still have a finished product. Uh, this movie directed by one Nicholas Meyer, uh, written story by Harvey Bennett, Jack B. Sowards, uh, and a screenplay also written by Nicholas Meyer. The movie had a lot of rewrites. Nicholas Meyer comes in last, writes the script, directs the movie. The cast, if you've never seen the Star Trek show or movie, is you got your OG cast from the TV show, which is Bill Shatner, recently of space, 90-year-old spaceman, William Shatner, Captain Kirk, Leonard Nimoy as Spock, DeForest Kelly as McCoy, James Doohan as Scotty, Walter Koenig as Chekhov, George Takai, oh my, (laughs) as Sulu, Enterprise, Captain, Uh, Nichelle Nichols as Uhura, then you have B.B. Beach playing Carol, Merritt Buttrick playing David, Paul Winfield, who's in every 80s movie as Captain Terrell, and the very first film role for a young Kirstie Alley playing Savic, and of course, Ricardo Montalban as Khan of the title of the movie. This cast, by the way, if you ever want to see anybody that's been in a Star Trek movie in real life, just go to your nearest comic book convention, because somehow... The entire cast of Star Trek is at every fucking comic book convention. Oh, shit. I don't know how they pulled this off. <laughs> They're always there. There's always some one of them. All, you want to see something. Deanna Troy. You want to see Data. You want to see old ass James Doohan. They're all there. They're all you can see any of they're them. They're all there. They're all there. It's amazing and hilarious that they're at every comic book convention. Uh, the effects of this movie, which I want to talk about, were done by Industrial Light and Magic back in the day. Anthony. Since you're, you've seen this the most fresh, when did you watch this? Well, we recorded this, or, or I start, I finished the, the movie about, say, 10 minutes before I jumped on to record with oh, you guys. Shit. Okay, very fresh. What happens in Star Trek II Rathacon? And before you tell me, let me know what you know about the Star Trek going into this. Sure. 
So Star Trek, not my favorite. Probably even less favorable for me than Star Wars. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Really didn't grow up watching any Star Trek other than like seeing it on TV. And every time I would turn it on TV, I'd be like, oh, this seems kind of interesting. Like Maybe this is like a space adventure. And then there's just a bunch of people talking in a fucking ship. (laughs) Yeah, it's every episode. uh, It's just uh, Sir Patrick Stewart just talking to people. Yeah. Oh, that uh, one you watched yeah, as a kid. Okay. Oh, I not even watched it. I'd like throw it yeah. on and be like, oh, fuck this. I'm turning the channel. Yeah. So I didn't really get too familiar with Star Trek until I saw the J.J. Abrams movies. Uh, I saw the first and the second one. I thought the first one was really fun. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked it. Realized that actually the tone of Star Trek isn't like that first movie at all. Like this was that J.J. Abrams movie was a little bit more adventure than how Star Trek normally is. Second one, I. I just remember ben- Benedict Cumberpatch being Khan. He's Khan uh, in the second one, yep. Yeah, so not a ton of familiarity with Star Trek, though, overall. I kind of have a rough idea of what it is. But it is it's a thing sp- that's so big that you are aware. Like, everyone is aware of Star Trek, whether you've ever watched it. Yeah, uh, like, I knew William Shatner was fucking right. Captain Kirk. I knew uh, Leonard Nimoy is, uh, what's, the, what's the guy's Spock. name? Spock, right? So yeah, live long and prosper. I know about the hand thing. Yeah, it's huge. Um, Everybody knows this. Yeah, so it, you know, I wasn't. I haven't been living under a rock. Yeah. I just don't like Star Trek. Yeah. So what is this movie about? Um, so I guess it's the second movie, right? Correct. And Captain Kirk is like been promoted, so he's not really leading a ship anymore. And there's a bunch of young guns now on these ships, and he's kind of feeling like he's you know losing his. I guess he's like off the saddle type of shit. He wants to get back on the saddle. Otherwise he's not human anymore. He's not like, he doesn't feel like himself. So he gets back on the saddle. And in the meantime, someone in star Trek and the enterprise is developing these like world changing things, this Genesis thing that can make life out of nothing. And they're doing experiments to find a planet to do this on. And they find this planet that happens to be where, uh, Khan lives and he's this advanced human, I would say. Right. Mm-hmm. A genetically engineered superhuman that is from the 90s and was a, a tyrant then and he was banished to this planet by Captain Kirk from some episode of Star Trek that I've never seen in my life <laughs> and uh, he gets let out because the Enterprise accidentally dropped in on his planet and he is off for some revenge against Captain Kirk and he learns about this Genesis weapon and has diabolical things planned for everybody. So And space adventure ensues. Well, a lot of space yep. talking and slow-moving ships occur. But and lasers. And lots of lasers, photon beams transporting. And I and I found out that this was the movie, where was it, the Takashi Maru? Or is the it Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi yes. Maru, yeah, also, yeah. Which I learned about in Star Trek, the the J.J. The J. Abrams movie. Right, movies. they used that in that one, too. Yeah, the, just the idea of a no-win situation. But they always put... It seems like Star Trek always wins in these Kobayashi Maru situations. Of course, it's Star Trek. So, (laughs) not knowing anything about Star Trek, all that, what did you think once the movie was over? It was all right. Okay. I I liked it. I didn't think it was like, I'm not, I don't know if I'll go back and want to watch that first Star Trek, which I I was Google or Wikipedia during the movie, and I'm like, oh, the villain in that one was a giant cloud. Yep. I'm not going to watch that. I don't think you got to watch that one. But I might. One day, I guess this is the start of a trilogy with the, with Spock, yep, so yep. might go back and watch some of those. I mean, it's not like the craziest, most exciting movie, but there is some good like stakes, and I could kind of see like the underlying themes and mm-hmm. the like the long term rivalry between Khan and Kirk, mm-hmm. and how Kirk's like again, as I mentioned, the cowboy that's like 
getting off the saddle but then wants to get back on and there's these young this young crew that wants to kind of get in and take over and they they go on the mission so yeah i mean i thought it was kind of a fun movie you know not everything completely holds up it's definitely not as exciting as watching like star wars cold right but overall i did i did enjoy it i thought and i liked by the end even though i i haven't been following this franchise at all like i could kind of get the emotional stakes of, of the sacrifice that um What's his face? Spock, Spock makes yeah. and and the kind of the speech at the end. So it all kind of even even without the, that history, that uh, knowledge, I could still feel all the 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 years that were put into this and could kind of feel the weight of what was happening. Nice. These movies were ruled the eighties. They put out one like every two or three years through the eighties and into the nineties, uh, which I thought was crazy. Uh, Rugs, what is your relationship to the Star Trek, and what did you think of this movie? Oh, Star Trek! Oh my God, I used to watch the TV show when it was on TV. It was just to me, it was like Captain Kirk banging aliens. Yes, like <laughs> that was like that was like a good sixty percent of the show. I mean, say what you will about Star Trek versus Star Wars, Kirk had the swagger. He always had. He was yeah, the swag go. Talk about getting laid. Yeah. He's he's dude. He does it. He'll he'll bang more green girls than you've ever yeah. seen. Anyhow. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was like I always thought it was interesting because uh, there was an interplay of Kirk and Spock, right? Spock's this logical Vulcan right. who everything logic rules is every thought. He's not emotional. And, he, you know, he's always thinking of like, you know, uh, what the right thing to do is as far as logic is concerned. Um, and uh, Kirk is very kind of an emotional guy. And he kind of he has his own bravado and. He is a captain and he and and Shatner really he defines this role. Right. I mean, as much as of a, of a caricature and we mimic him a lot, you know, people mimic him and they make fun of him, His whatever. Delivery but, and everything. But yeah. he is the character. Oh, absolutely. Right? He's Kirk. Just like. Yeah. So he's Kirk. Yeah. Like that's that's the guy. I grew up watching that stuff and like it wasn't my favorite thing. I thought it was kind of cheesy and like low budget or whatever. I wasn't like a huge fan. But um I saw the movie, the big one, and I was bored as fuck. <laughs> and then um, I remember that The Wrath of Khan, uh, a couple of my friends went to go see it. My older friends are like, yeah, it was actually pretty good. It was actually like a fun movie. And I'm like, oh, I'm, gonna go to, I'm not going to pay to see that shit. And then it came on HBO and I watched it and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. I'm like, oh, I should have watched it in the theater. But like now that I watch it now, I'm like, oh, the effects weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> they tried, but I mean, like I didn't know anything about budgets back then. Right. I didn't know that they skimped on it. Right. I just, it was just like, Oh, it's just slow moving ships firing, spamming each other with lasers, you know, but I did like this movie and I've watched, I want to go back and rewatch search for Spock and uh, some of the other ones. Yeah, and then there's voyage home, which is like the third part of the story. Uh, so my uh, whole thing, you know, growing up, it was always Star Trek versus Star Wars kind of thing. You were either a Star Trek kid or a Star Wars kid. I was very much a Star Wars kid. I did watch the original show. It was always on reruns. But, like, the 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 cheapness of the set and, like, the colors always, like, threw me off. Even though I love the Batman show, I was like, I, I never watched the Star Trek show. And the difference was it was a lot of talking. It's a more cerebral yeah, space boring. science fiction compared to Star Wars, which is, you know, shooting and space chases. But it wasn't until Next Generation that I really got into it and got into the writing and how smart the fucking show was. Like, that show is great. Some oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. Really great fucking sci-fi. Next, you said Next Generation. Yeah, that's the Picard with Picard and Data. 
and Riker. Which one's Picard? Uh, Sir Patrick G- yeah, Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart, Deanna Troy. That's a lot of talking, too, but it it's a lot just of more smartly written. Yeah. You have Q, you got the Borg, you got some great villains, some great stories. So, and I've never watched. Are they all part of like the. Is like every era still part of the Enterprise? Is like, is it all canon? Yes. Yeah. 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 Some happen in different parts of time. Like there's one that goes back to the beginning of the Enterprise, not in the middle of uh, its journey. Uh, and then stuff happens later. But this movie is huge because this movie was make or break for Star Trek. If it wasn't for this movie doing well, we Star Trek would have been dead, dead in the water. You wouldn't have had Next Generation, wouldn't have had, wouldn't have had any of this shit. Nothing. Yeah, no, there's so many franchises. Yes. And the, right now, there's that Discovery franchise yep. on Paramount. And there's a Picard, the Picard show has a second season. Which is more action adventure. Like, they tried to make it like that J.J. Abrams show. Uh, era or well, there's where cartoons now too. There's the lower yeah, decks. There's so many things. There's all, yeah. the, every by the way, everything Star Wars is on Paramount Plus app. If, uh, Star Trek. If you're obviously if you're a Trek fan, you know this. But it's they have everything. So I'd never seen this movie before, but I knew of it. I knew of Khan. I knew of Ricardo Montalban. Uh, and there's a certain charm still to this fucking movie. There is uh, that there definitely that, is. that's enjoyable. I appreciated how this one's actually character driven as opposed to like most of the star trek shit was like stuff would happen and the characters react to the plot this is a very character driven and it has action uh and it's just so campy and over the top and it's so nautical it's fucking moby dick like khan is literally quoting lines from fucking moby dick in the movie it's absolutely it's so great i wouldn't say it's particularly campy I'd say like it is. It feels you know of its time. Yeah. The what kind of surprised me, Imran was not the campy. they were serious. Was like the amount of like well, kind it of was a little melodramatic acting, yeah. but like yeah, melodramatic. But I think there's like there's a lot of like blood, which yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. Like the the scene with the the ants or whatever the fuck those things oh, crawling in the come, ears, yeah, and the, then everyone being slaughtered, and you just see like pools of blood. I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's true. Star Trek. It's, this isn't Star Wars for sure. Yeah, they're getting getting <laughs> after it. I mean, I even love the opening shot where, you know, she's doing the Kobayashi Maru and the opening shot where Kirk walks in and he's all backlit looking badass and the lights are playing. I was like, oh, shit, look at fucking Shatner. But the like you said, the themes of this movie are about aging and passing it on. And can I still do this? And they all look fucking old in this movie already. And it's only the second movie. The, the only thing I didn't like about this movie was that the the rest of the cast didn't get to shine because there, it was so concentrated. And, and, and I think... A lot of it, that's reason why the movie works a lot because the characters that they do spend time yeah, on yeah. really, really anchor it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would like to see a little bit more of the other characters. Oh, it was the like, Kirk show. It wasn't the fucking yeah, because like Kirk Sulu show. got nothing. Yeah, no, Captain and uh, and Nichelle Nichols got yeah, nothing. Uhura, <laughs> which one nothing. is Sulu? George Takai. George Takai. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. and then Uhura. Uhura. Even like if you weren't like I at least knew about um, like he's Spock, right? But he. If you like, if you were just cold, like Spock sacrifice at the end, because yeah. he doesn't really have a ton to do in the movie either. He's just kind of like hanging out. Well, there's a reason for that too. Okay. Oh, okay. Because it, it really feels like Kirk, um, with George Bones. Montable, what's yeah. that? Yeah. Bones, McCoy. Yep. And uh, the new girl, Savlik. Savik, Yeah. They introduced Savik. a new character. Mr. Well, Savik. Alley looking pretty good yeah. back then. Yeah. Dude. She, I had a crush on Kirstie Alley back in the day. Yeah. Then she does like look who's talking, and then she gets cheers and gets really big. But yeah, this was her first movie. She looked good. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that was. I mean, 
Those were really the main characters. I guess Shevchenko kind of gets a little bit of a, a boost. Oh, Chekhov, because he's with Terrell. But they add like these new characters, and you're right. They don't even give the, the regulars anything to do. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think of Khan's uh, outfit and the uh, bare-chested oh. look of space? <laughs> I think it's a fantastic Was that his real look. body? Oh, yeah. yeah. Montalban was, was Jack. Do you know Ricardo Montalban? That's what I want to know. Do you know What do you know Ricardo Montalban from in your life? I've seen his face, but I don't. I can't put it like oh, what Fantasy he was Island. In. His big thing was playing Mister Rourke on Fantasy Island with uh, mm. fucking what's his name with tattoo with tattoo. What was his name? Uh, Harvey Villages. Yeah, it's right. The, the only the reason I ask about his body is like because he takes off the, the way they do the reveal is he takes off his gloves right. and I'm like, oh my god, his hands look old yeah, as shit. Yeah, and then he takes off his mask and he's like, he, you know, he has wrinkles, but then his like chest is like perfect, like no wrinkles, no. no that's like, you got to no look aging. at. Look at Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster. That outfit was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's just so out of nowhere. And his crew is so out of like left field in terms of space outfits. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's like the Fremen and dude. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. Oh, it shouldn't work you, at all. You, you should be so distracted by this. That you can't watch the movie, but it's still they still managed to pull you in, even though like uh, I'm like look at this guy's look at his chest like, cur- cleavage. It's just this tits just hanging out. An old guy, what the fuck? So is he? Spo- he's supposed to be genetically engineered, right? And like super smart. Yeah. The, the only the only thing is like when you write yourself when you write a character that's supposed to be super smart, and then the entire movie he just gets outsmarted by Kirk. I was like. How smart was it? <laughs> yes. He, how smart was he? He did fall for the fucking lie about how long it's going to take to fix the thing. He fell for that. He fell for the. He, he chased them foolishly into the, into the, the nebula, nebula or whatever. He shouldn't have done that because he's hot headed. Yeah. He, and he just like let his like personal and like instead of like. He's not very smart. Taking the Genesis and just like ruling the world, he like just uses his like personal vendetta against Kirk to like cloud everything he's doing. Yeah, he's obsessed. He's obsessed. The for cool sure. thing is, Ruggs, correct me if I'm wrong, but Montalban played Khan in 1967 episode of Star Trek, which was 15 years earlier. And he says, "I've been yeah, I've been hunting for him for 15 years." Yeah, he's in that episode, and it's kind of weird. I I don't remember it at all, other than like that he does get uh, you know exiled, but. I just remember, like, he's in some kind of like Egyptian costume, <laughs> and he's got like and he's got dark hair, and he and he, I think he's made up to look darker than he is. So it's uh, you know because I mean the guy Maltablon, he's, he's he's I don't know what his uh, his lineage is, but like uh, he was definitely a lot darker. In he's Latin, <laughs> Latin yeah. something. So they probably made him up to be like what Khan, what they expect a Khan to be. The name is and, uh, weird. Yeah. It's like Khan Noonan Singh is the character's full. That's an Indian yeah. name. Yeah. It's total Indian. Yeah. So I thought it's very interesting. They named him, but, Khan. He, but he's just like straight up. Like he's just Hispanic yes. accent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like so, proud Hispanic <laughs> accent. Yeah. The, 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 there's like the personification <laughs> of not giving a fuck when you're cast. <laughs> like, but, um, like I just remember him and Kirk f- like fist fighting on that episode. Like they're just like going at it, and then Kirk gets the better of them. Speaking of which, I think it's hilarious. They never even meet. Kirk and Khan never fucking that. meet in the movie. They never actually have them on screen on the same set at the I same time. Which I thought fight each other. I did too. I was like, that's that's what this movie is missing. Yes. Is just one in person re- interaction. They never are in the same but, room. 
makes me think the budget, right? That's got to be budget. budget well, a lot of when they were on Genesis, he should have showed up. Yeah. When they were on that, whatever that fucking, that cave in they the, were well, in. Yeah, in the planet where they made the life down there. He should have fucking went down there. He, knew he then, was there. He transported the device away. Then he should have came down. Yeah. I have to think that they just, they couldn't have those two guys. At the, like, they well, I'm sure their egos they filmed, would not work, probably. No, I'm not saying that. I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, maybe it's the ego, but I was thinking maybe they just, they had them each for a certain time and yeah. the times just didn't overlap. So yeah. they had to write the movie in a way where they couldn't, they only communicated via television, yeah, or whatever they call it. I can see that. And then we find out Kirk has a fucking space baby out there. Uh, and that was a nice moment at the end where he's like, I'm proud of my dad. Like, oh, they, ga- they gave him a lot to do, Kirk, yeah, right? Yeah. He's, he's got to yeah. retire. Yep. He's kind of like not retiring. He's become an admiral and he's going to be pushing you know, paper behind wants, the desk. He wants to get back on the ship. And, and you know, yeah. he's handing off his ship, like his fucking pride and joy yeah. to some some like young people that he he's insulting them the whole time. Can they even steer? You know, like <laughs> it's good. Kirstie Alley's a Vulcan too, right? Yeah. yeah she's she, a Vulcan. I thought she was like, like uh, Spock brought her in or he knew her. It's what it seemed like or something. It's Spock's protege. Yeah. Spock's protege. Gotcha. Yeah. But then he's and got then, father issues. He's got this father daddy thing going on. Kirk. The, uh, Kirstie Alley did such a bad job. They replaced her with another actress for the rest of the movies. What? Oh, really? really? The same character. Oh, yeah. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. Same no. character, oh, no. but different actress. <laughs> Um, yeah, you didn't really get Vulcan vibes from her, like no, you right. from Spock. Yeah, no, Vulcan Spock's perfect with that. He's completely emotionless. Yeah, his talent is in the comedy. That's what she found out later. Yeah, in her career. Yeah, no, Kirk also had, and then I mean, he had the you had the father dad the daddy mm-hmm. issues, but then you also had like the friendship with Spock at the end, and you had oh, the yeah, personal yeah, vendetta yeah. against um, Khan. So yeah, he definitely they gave that character a lot to chew on. Yeah, there was a lot of character things going on. That, and I think that ending was huge. We'll talk about what happened at the time. But for them to kill fucking Spock was balls, I thought. I forgot that How happened. How long had the show been out by that point, right? The show, like 12 years? Yeah, so the show ends in 1969. The first movie comes out 10 years later, 1979. How long was the show, the first run of the show? Three years. Only three years. So so three years, but Spock obviously was he in. He was that. in and every then, episode. He's the main character. And then you have a ten-year uh, hiatus to bring the movie, and then he's in this. So fourteen. I mean, not continuous, but at least this character had been around for fourteen yeah. years. And he comes back, or somewhere I think, right in the next movies. Yeah, yeah. The next one's yeah. called Search. I think for this Spock. movie. Yeah, it has his name. In yeah, the title. so he's gonna come back. But like, I mean, for nineteen eighty-two, what a crazy thing! Like, what a crazy ending! If you didn't know that was gonna happen, you went in. And you were a Star Trek fan. I didn't know that. Right? Was yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot. Like, I remember later. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the movie. That's the most memorable thing about the film for me. I forgot about everything except for Spock dying. It's a great, that it's was, a great moment. It's acted well. I thought I liked it. He has a, he has a very, very uh, touching speech. Yeah. He's like, it's logical, Captain. I was the only one that he's like, I'll always be your friend yeah, and, and he does the fucking, live long and prosper. Yeah. And then he does the hand thing yeah. on the window. It's so which sad. Titanic then. Yes. Bastardizes. <laughs> Everybody bastardizes. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy ending. And uh, yeah, they blow up. Uh, and then the speech that William Shatner has oh, to give. Right. Yes, there's got to be that. And then they makes up with the Does sun. he say something like, like, like he's the most human out of all of right. us or whatever? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Even though he had no human entity. Right. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was. It was. I mean, like it could have come off as cheesy, especially for me that hasn't seen all yeah. that stuff. But I, I definitely was like, oh, it's like this is an emotional moment for the series. I was like, Anthony's putting off this film for the like until the last second because he doesn't want to watch so it. I didn't, I'm, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like, I wonder if it's gonna like work. It, it's magic on him when he does watch it. I was it. so curious what he was gonna think. 
Uh, I, I didn't want to watch I it. I know. I know yeah. you didn't. That's why I'm glad we forced you. And that's that's Patreon. even more of a thing because like when you don't want to watch something and then you end up watching, you're like, hey, it's not that bad. Yeah, you're like, yeah no. that, that was exactly my reaction. I was like, this is actually like I can pay attention to this entire movie and not be bored. And I knew coming in that Star Trek was the talky space yes, thing yes. out of the two, you know, big big rivalry with Star Wars. Yeah, that's and that's the funniest thing when you watch any Star Trek. It is. It's slow moving space instead so star wars is like your action video game like your running shooter star wars is like your rpg turn-based video star trek. Star trek. You, you can't really say that anymore because there's so much star trek medium out now that's all action oriented picked it up trying to be yeah. trying to be yeah. like the abrams version but those early so, the yeah. early stuff it was always like strategic slow moving ships and strategic uh, laser blasts. Like who is the girl from Walking Dead? Is the one is the captain or like the or like the Spock on that one? Right. Uh, on yeah, Discovery. Yep. Oh right. I forgot what so, her name Sonequa was. Martin Green. Yeah. No, the one with seven and nine. Oh my god, seven and nine, so sexy. I that one I watched. Who? There's a she was a Borg named Seven of Nine. Jerry, was that um, Jerry was Ryan that deep, playing her? Look was up, that Deep Space Nine? That was deep Space Nine, I think. Look up Jerry Ryan. Super yeah, hot board, seven and nine. Uh, okay, here's fun facts and some notable things about this movie. This movie is, again, like I said, considered the movie that saved the Star Trek franchise. A lot of people still consider it the best Star Trek movie out of all of them. So, like I said, the first film the critics didn't like, but they had tons of footage. They had tons of sets still made. They had tons of costumes that they could reuse to make the sequel on the cheap. They reuse some of the same shots from the original movie are repurposed in this movie. All the sets are repurposed. The models are repurposed. That's how they kept the budget down. When making this movie, the first thing Paramount did was fire Gene Roddenberry as producer. Oh, shit. Because he was just getting in the way and there was constant rewrites. So in the, the, the script goes through a bunch of different versions and con is in it. And there's, some in some versions, Spock dies in the beginning. Some it's di- later. This guy, two weeks before ILM needs the script that they have to start storyboarding, they hire this director, Nicholas Meyer, who had only made one movie previously. He comes in two weeks. He rewrites the script based on all the previous drafts and the fact that he had never seen an episode of Star Trek. Oh shit! In his life. He just read the previous drafts and he comes up with this draft that they shoot. This movie is the first time a fully CGI rendered scene was used in a movie. There's two times they use a scene that's fully computer generated. This has never been done up until this point. It was always part of it, but it was never the whole thing. The two scenes are the opening and closing credits, the star field. It's it's like the most expensive opening credits ever at the time. Completely CGI. And then remember when they're talking about the Genesis device and there's a demonstration on screen and it shows like the world and it shows hit it. And then the wave goes around the world and changes it. You guys remember that part? Yeah, that's all CG. That was fully CG. This effects were done by a division at Industrial Light and Magic that later on Steve Jobs buys for $5 million, takes them and starts Pixar. Oh, shit. Because hmm. because he was so impressed at this what they did here. Nobody had ever done that. Uh, the music is done by James Horner. We all know James Horner, right? Legendary James Horner. This was his first fucking movie he ever did. They gave him four weeks to record the score, which is not a lot of time. But the music he made is used uh, in many things. 
it, this, the score became huge and it was used in a, a lot of movies. So this is a James Horner start. Here's the thing with Leonard Nimoy. Why he, there's not a lot of him in there. He didn't want to do the sequel. He was very hesitant. He only agreed to do it really late into production uh, as a royalty dispute he was having with the studio got resolved. And then they threw him in very late. Uh, Spock's death was leaked before it came out, even back then. Oh, no. And fucking nerds were mad. And back then, all you could do was write letters. So the studio <laughs> and Leonard Nimoy would get death threat letters in the mail. That's really all you had. Or you'd like, start a fanzine and rant about it. <laughs> so, yeah, the death was leaked right before uh, the opening scene where everybody dies in the Kobayashi Maru. They kind of added that as kind of a decoy to throw people off. But a lot of people knew. This is funny. The, the, the design of the Reliant, the other ship, the one that Khan's on, if you notice... It's kind of like an upside-down version of your Enterprise ships where there's a main hull and then the wings go up and back, but this has it on the bottom. Reason being, uh, the design was approved accidentally upside-down. Oh, shit. And they just went with it. We're sticking with it. Yes. <laughs> the guy looked at the thing upside-down and approved it, and they're like, okay. But it, it helped them out because it was a way to distinguish the two ships. You know, they're clearly different. And it's so tiny. And the Enterprise is so big, I didn't understand why it couldn't outrun and outgun this fucking little ship. That didn't make any sense. But this movie also set the template for every Star Trek movie that came out later. They figured out action-heavy plot with a charismatic villain is like every fucking Star Trek. They actually remade the Wrath of Khan with with the uh, Next Generation cast, and they called it Nemesis. It's the same idea. Was that with the Borg then? No, it was just some guy that was a clone of Captain uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, it's not that mm. good. <laughs> Khan is better. This is way better. Khan is fun, and it's still... They remade it within the Nemesis. Uh, yeah, Star Trek series. Nemesis. They, when Jean-Luc Picard and the whole next generation was popular, because they started doing movies with them, right? right? right so right. the show was on, then they... They actually did one called Star Trek Generations that had both Kirk and... Yeah, it was the, there, it was the crossover like, film. Yeah, where, they're, where, where the two continuities meet. And then they did one. And so then basically handed it off to Picard in the, to do the movies. And then one of the movies, I think it was like one of like, they had done three or four already. And they just like, like we're just going to do Nemesis again. was the last one. So they make six movies about the original series. Then they make four movies about that with the next generation cast ending with Nemesis. And then the reboot, Anthony, is something called the Kelvin Timeline. Right, because it, I was seeing it that. goes back, and Spock is in that first one, and so this is uh, are those movies in a split off timeline? Rugs, does anybody know? I, yeah, branches off the the J.J. Abrams ones is a it's a branch Spock, timeline. but they do acknowledge. I mean, yeah, Nimoy Spock is in, the is in there, one. right? Yeah. yeah, and then young Spock's in there, and he meets old Spock. Something. Yeah, yeah they, that was he, a cool scene. Yeah. He's yeah, you know, Spock is responsible for splitting the timeline. I will say that 2009 movie with uh, what's his name, uh, Chris, Pine. Chris Pine. The cast did an amazing job of feeling like the cast of the original movie. They that was a great cast. He felt like a young Kirk. You know, I, all of them were cast really that well. That first movie's pretty good. It's good. The other two were not as good. The Khan one, I I was like, no, I I prefer this version of Khan better. Like, it, you know, it. Even though Benedict Cumberbatch was a big badass in that one too, but it was just like so over the top, and it, you know, I, I would I would prefer the simple, simpler like, uh, you know, 
uh, like submarine fight, like like they did, like here. That's yeah, very you know? nautical. You know, Star Trek has always been like a nautical thing. You have the con, or they got the fucking nautical whistle. So it's like slow moving submarines. That Star Trek Beyond. That's the Justin Lin Fast and Furious one, right? That one. Yeah, that one was okay. I'm, that one had so um, Idris Elbows in there. Yeah, I watched it. It's completely forgettable. Didn't really leave. Yeah, it was fine. It was. I just didn't see that one. Impact. I do remember watching that. Going, hey, eh, whatever. All right, well, Anthony, what would you rate Star Trek II Wrath of Khan from 1982? You know, I mean, it, it's a movie that definitely, you know, definitely shows its age with some of the CGI, and it, it's, it's, although more action-packed than, I guess, the, the first one in a lot of TV series, it's not, like, crazy action-packed. No. That being said, it does have a, a nice charm. It's, the, the villain is freaking wild. The way, I mean, the guy just looks insane. Great. That, that shouldn't, as Rugboy said, that shouldn't work, but for some the reason it does. The whole movie shouldn't work. That's the, the crazy thing about this movie. Yeah, I mean, this, th- that, and then the emotion at the end and, and kind of the, the layers to the film of, of some of the, the, the subtext. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was very charming, and, and I enjoyed the film. So with that in mind, I'm going 7 out of 10. Oh, nice. Rugs, what do you think this movie is? I think that it's very satisfying to watch. It it kind of it hits all the buttons that you need in a Star Trek movie. And if you've never seen any Star Trek films and you're curious to watch one, this is probably a good one. Yeah, you could start. And with if this you one. like cheesy shit, yeah. it's going to give you a chuckle. You're going to be like, look at these guys' tits. They're great. <laughs> exactly. They're so shiny. They're glistening. Airless. And yeah, so I'm going to say seven as well. I was going to I was going to do a seven. So. Uh, we're on the same page. Okay, for uh, for Ricardo Montalban's bare chest alone, it gets an eight. Absolutely, <laughs> fuck yeah! I mean, <laughs> I've never seen anything more glorious. Where can I get that shirt? Do they sell it at Express for Men? Well, the yeah. first thing I thought it was not only his chest. I was like, look at this head of hair. This oh, guy the has. mullet hair and the gray hair is great. Uh, and I mean, he's, he's got gray bangs. Gray bangs. The only thing Blood that I thought that was weird that I, that they didn't do. Yeah. Was that they just cut to Khan in that getup that he's wearing when he takes it off? Yeah, yeah. They never had a shot of him like coming up on them with that with that getup on. I mean, the, so the cut, mask was. It, cool. it makes him look like an alien or something, right? He looks like a weirdo in that thing. So it would have been cool to have him like a shot of him like sne- coming up and sneaking up on those guys, and then they're going, "What the fuck is that?" And you think it's an alien, but then oh, I see what you're saying. And the next shot, he takes his shit off, and then it reveals it's Khan. They didn't do that. The helmet was cool. He had a cool helmet. I was like, oh, that helmet's cool. There's no red shirt dude that dies in this, is there? Isn't there always a red shirt guy? That's in the TV. Well, show. no, there was a guy that died. Remember the guy that he that uh, that he talked to a couple times, Kirk? Oh, yeah. Terrell kills himself. He was wearing a red shirt. No, 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 no. The young guy on the crew. Who dies? Oh, right. On this movie? Yeah. There was like a young guy in the crew when he's. He's oh, like, oh, yeah. he's a new engineer. He's right, talking right. to fucking yeah, yeah. Scotty. Yeah, and they, and they, he. What, what was, what was the question again? If, wait, who, who is he? No, there's always a person in a red shirt that dies in Star uh, Trek TV show. I, yeah, I like that. I mean, even that little thing. It was like he followed instructions and he like stayed behind. Like he didn't abandon his post, and that's why he died. And then they like show this like mutilated body of him. I'm like, holy shit! There was a lot face. of death and killing in this movie. Now yeah, and like, and like, not shy about showing the no. blood or like. The, the burnt face like even at the end when Khan's all oh, fucked Khan's up Khan's face is all burnt up yeah. he, looks, he like he's like three steps away from looking like the guy in Robocop that got f- acid sprayed all over him oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like and they they throw the rating at you to start the movie it's like TV it's like PG rating and I'm like right. oh PG like this has got to be super kiddie 
And then you just see all this blood. I'm like, oh, the, the ratings back then were totally yeah, different. This is what you could get away with with PG in 1982. It was either PG or R. So if there's no boobies or F word, it's PG. Like, well, what there, was boob- there was boobies. They just were his. <laughs> they were male boobies. It's now full frontal. He, 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 Rugboy hasn't passed up one opportunity <laughs> to mention that man's boobs. <laughs> it's all I can remember. It's one of the things that... I, there's two things I remember. It's Spock dying and his tits. Yeah. And those are the two things that define this those movie. Those are the highlights his, of the movie. Absolutely. His hair comes in as a third. Yeah, no, his, his like, boobs are. That wig. Those boobs are. Like, that, I mean, it just, that <laughs> outfit. Just, it, he looks like he's like doing his best impersonation of what he thinks Genghis Khan would look like. Yes, he's Khan. It's, it's his lineage. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it <laughs> makes sense. I, I didn't even think of that. It is Khan. It's the same Khan. But like, that shouldn't work in, the movie's supposed yeah. to be what, like 2200, 2100? 23rd century, yes. Yeah, yeah. 2200, so, yes. like, why is he wearing that? <laughs> uh, Ray O'Neill, thank you for your patronage. Great movie pick. Good job on the second one. We need more movie picks. People sign up. We have a few left, but uh, these are fun to do. Uh, there isn't a big release coming out, so sign up on the Patreon. $10 a month gets you a movie pick. Thanks again, Ray. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Stinks! It stinks! It stinks! All done. Yeah, I'm done. every time Imran starts, you could hear he just like was part laughing before he starts his his thing. He's like, ah. well, this fart sounds are never not funny. I'm sorry. It's All okay. in the groin fart sound gonna get me every time. Uh, David Zika shared a link to the first official trailer. For the live-action Cowboy Bebop TV show on Netflix, this is an uh, adaptation of an anime show, uh, with the comment, odd, almost Wes Anderson vibe here. I don't know if it'll be good, but there's a lot of shit going on here. Did you guys get a chance to watch this trailer? Yeah. Rugs, you know the source material. What do you think? This looks fucking great, by the way. I'm just going to start by saying that. It should be entertaining, and um, it looks like it's going to be... Interesting. They look like they spent some money on it. Uh, I'm I'm geek down to watch boner. it. Definite geek boner. I don't know if it's geek boner yet, but it's definitely uh, uh, you know worth investigating. I think John Cho lo- looks uh, slick in this. If you want a comparison, um, it's on the cartoon is on Netflix now with dubbing. When we get to what are we watching? I did actually watch the first couple of episodes. So oh, I to slide into that just because this trailer came out and then I brought up the Netflix and it was right there. And I was like, Oh, they're 24 minute short episodes. Let me check it out. I kind of dig the fucking anime. It's a lot of fun. It's very violent. It's very adult. But in the trailer, you see like the red ship, the fucking Corgi dog, it looks very faithful to the episodes I watched already. That got me excited. Anthony, what did you think of this? What do you make of this? Does it look fun? Yeah, I mean, it has kind of the um, like not so serious tone and the like the the the, the um, symbol riffs the entire time. So it's like yeah, yeah, and then it's like so it's like it's not taking itself too seriously. I still don't really know what it is. So I don't have that attachment to it. Uh-huh. Um, I do like. I, I think John Cho as a as a lead is yeah. kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, is he is he 
in what was this from anime this is from a japanese anime okay so it, i guess the lead would be asian i mean right? the anime people look like anime people you can't they don't really yeah, they, they, they usually they, look like white not, people really yeah right so yeah i mean looks fun if, if, if there's enough hype behind it and it, everyone's saying it's good i'll watch it i mean i was impressed uh because it, it, there's a lot of action in the show and how yeah, many episodes uh you know i don't know it's probably going to be your usual 10 this comes out november 19th on netflix so in a couple weeks uh it, oh, i'm totally so gonna it's watch. anthony it's about the it's about a world it's about bounty hunters space bounty hunters and them finding their bounty and kind of the and there's apparently there's tons of bounty hunters like on the on the show there's a tv show about fugitives just for bounty hunters because there's like three thousand bounty hunters so the the red ship he flies is right from the uh, cartoon, and the little corgi is part of the story. So this looks it looks great. I was pretty excited. I give me geek boner. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can always throw the first episode of the anime on and see if you like the tone, it's like you know it's action packed. It's it's got femme fatales. It's it's kind of like doing this thing where it's got like a noir esque feel to it, but it's also kind of fun. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, so. Let's just go into what are we watching? I watched Cowboy Bebop uh, in preparation of the show. Anthony, have you watched anything? I watched one episode. Of, first off, I've been watching the Chicago Bulls. So I'm going to give a shout out to the Chicago okay. Bulls because they are playing very well. So nice. watching a lot of sports. Nice. But in the other than the sports, I did go to the Bears game the other day. They suck. Um, <laughs> that wasn't fun. But <laughs> things that you the would Bears. actually care about, Later. I did end up watching. Uh, the movies that made us. I watched one episode. I watched the RoboCop. Oh, episode. isn't that a great? Oh, I I also watched that as isn't well. Isn't that a great show? Those are great stories. Yeah. It, it, well, what's his name? Peter uh, Weller. No, not well. Peter Weller is a fucking and Verhoeven. Verhoeven's a wild man. He's a Peter Weller. Yeah. Obviously, I like the, the most interesting thing was that he decided to like prep by doing like ballet. Yes, basically. Movie, he started doing these ballet movements, and Verhoeven's like, "Well, hold on, what are you doing? What is this?" Well, that, and then, then they they put the suit on him. He's like, "Oh, He's there's like, no chance you can I do can't any do of this. that." Yeah, he could barely move in that fucking suit. But I mean, the the way they designed like that movie is like it just it's just a perfect movie. It's so good, it's so good. And the suit just worked like it shouldn't work, but yeah. the suit works so well, and it does have that Detroit. I like. I didn't even think about that, but it had that they they made it like a Detroit. Yep, car yep yep yeah yeah really really good stuff it's one of those things that i remember distinctly when i was a child and there was that big theater stand-up you know in the movie oh, theater yeah, yeah. of just robocop yes. getting out of yes, the car i remember mm. that thing yes and i was like this is the fucking coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> it was like glistening with light and like all fucking crazy looking and shiny and shit. Oh, and I yeah. was like, God damn it. This is fucking awesome. Well, and the way they do the reveal, right? Like they, they recap it in that TV show, but first you kind of see him like, his you see point a point of view, of view and yeah. then you see him walk by a ca- a monitor. Right. So you only see his back and then you see like, everyone's like running and you see him behind the cage and he's yeah. shooting like he's a and, like, monster, but you never like, everyone's like kind of like trying to take a peek at him and they keep yeah. like showing like back shots, side shots. And then you don't, you know, you see him behind the, the, the foggy glass. And then that scene happens, you know, in the movie where he stands up out of the car and it's just like, Badass. that's a perfect way to build up to this yeah. character. Yeah, I know. I, I can't believe they remade that movie with that guy, with the guy from uh suicide, suicide squad. Is it good? I haven't seen it. I, That's Joel Kinnaman playing Joel RoboCop. Kinnaman, yeah, yeah, Joel Kinnaman oh, playing I RoboCop. Forgot. I've seen Gary that. Gary Oldman's in it. I don't. Yeah, I don't it's remember just, it. It's just 
it's RoboCop without any of the balls. They took all of like, you know, Verhoeven's crazy fucking ass like violence. Dude, and, how violent is that scene and, where they shoot his hand off and then shoot his arm off? Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. It, so it just, it's and then just for some down. reason in the uh, new version, they he keeps his hand. And so he doesn't have a robot hand. Oh, right. 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 I guess. You can even use it. You can't even jerk off with it. What's the point of that? I, mean, I love it at the end where they're like, <laughs> where they're like, "What's your name?" And he goes, "Murphy." Oh, it's Barney. so yeah. good. So I mean, good. The, so good. The, the, him like by the end of the movie when he like takes off his helmet yeah. and he's like real like and he comes to that realization that he's just he's a man. He's still like the humanity within him is still yep. there. Yeah, like that's just so well written. Yeah, it did not need any of the sequels because they are all horrible. Yeah, unfortunately, just, I, I liked the second one a lot as a kid, but yeah. No. Uh, revisiting that, I'm like, oh, they really took away a lot of the Frank stuff they Miller did wrote established the, in the first one. Wrote the third one, and it's uh, oh, that one's terrible. He wrote the second one oh, too. He wrote the second. He wrote all of the bad ones somehow. Yeah. Frank Miller. Right oh, bad. that third one is so bad. Is that the one? It's not even him. Wanna, no, that's was that the one where he, he's flying around? It's he flies yeah. and he fights bad. ninja. Oh my god, so bad. And the quality is just dog shit. We'll always have <sighs> RoboCop one. RoboCop three is one of the worst. Speaking movies of old eighties movies, you guys, I watched Dune nineteen eighty four. Oh shit! Oh, no. Did you understand anything I, more? The, the, I actually, I recommend watching that movie if you have seen the new one first. First of all, I watched it because I wanted to know the rest of the story. Just I don't want to read it. Someone just show me the rest of the story. Kind of what happens. Uh, and it's got, again, it has its charms. It reminded me of flash Gordon a lot. It's just like the effects, the fucking personal shields in that one, Anthony, are horrible. when they turn on the personal shields, mm-hmm. it's oh my these God. Op- translucent square boxes that are just surrounding the person and they're blurred out. What a choice. And you can't even see what's happening and the fight. And there's these clunky boxes just slamming against each other. It's fucking mm. hilarious. But then I don't know where Sting just shows up in his underwear and <laughs> uh the 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 fucking Baron is like King Herod from Jesus Christ Superstar, like just over the top. It's it's a wild movie. Yeah, that they they, they swing really really you have a, a version that he's just like this beast monster that like doesn't say anything or he's, he's just like Darth Vader over fucking Sting when he comes out. I hope they introduce that character in the part two, Fayed. And if you watch the sci-fi series, you get a nice kind of middle ground. So it was fun finding out the rest of the story, and it's going to be dope if uh, Villanueva does it uh, his way. But I, it was, it was a fun watch. I was really curious to get into more lore of Dune. I was like, I need more Dune. Did you learn anything? You feel like that you it helped you? Uh yeah. Did it, it does do a lot more? So here's the thing. Everything that's in the 2021 Dune movie is in this movie, and then like 200% more things. That's basically <laughs> how it works out. Like all the scenes that were in that movie are kind of in this movie because they're from the book. So, but then there's just like more things. The, the fucking, the emperor's, uh, yeah, the emperor's daughter is narrating the thing and she's part of it. Yeah, she wants to bang Paul Trades. Yeah. And yeah, it's just funny. Oh, but Patrick Stewart is in it. That's right. He plays the Josh Brolin role, and it's pretty good. Yeah, he's Gurney. Yeah, he's Gurney. So young Patrick Stewart. Uh, I got I got something. I was yeah. just doing some research right yeah. now, just about RoboCop. Yeah, I don't know if it's still happening, but uh, in twenty twenty, or they had announced uh, the night they had cast a director to make 
a RoboCop Returns movie, oh, oh. which would be a, a direct sequel to the first one. I remember hearing about everything this. else. What yeah. happened to it? Are they still making it? I, I, they have a director, Abby Forsyth, and oh, it's really? the, the writer, Ed Newmeyer, who co-wrote oh. the original one, is oh, supposed shit. to be writing the script to this. I remember hearing about this. I hope, well, do we want this? Maybe. I don't know. They tried to do it with Terminator. It didn't work. Uh, Dark Fate was... You don't mess with... Uh, they shouldn't have made any sequels to this. Man, are they going to get old ass Paul Weller to get back in the suit? What are they going to do? Peter Weller, yeah. Peter Weller. I mean, no. uh, you know what? I, I'm... Give it one more shot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to ignore all the movies and make a true sequel to the first one. Hey, at least the second one had this fucking kid that was swearing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you could do it about like, you could still make it about corporate America and shit. And a lot of the themes still kind of hold up and poverty and all that mm-hmm. shit. So would, would, would be curious to see it. Yeah, I kind of want them to make it anyways. Even though I'm gonna rewatch the other, the new RoboCop to see it again. I, I remember I watched it. I was like, "This isn't RoboCop," and then I was like, oh, "I just completely like disavowed it." But I'm like, "Let me watch it." Joe Kinnaman, I've seen him in other stuff now. He's not like this nobody now. Let's just. I like yeah, the Joel maybe. Kinnaman now. He was bland to me, but now I like him from a couple of things. Uh, anybody get a, a chance to watch Army of Thieves on Netflix? No, no. no? I watched it. It's pretty good. Is it good. It's long. But it's uh, it's the backstory of the one safe that Dieter cracks in Army of the Dead. If you remember how he was excited when he got those blueprints, and he's like, "Oh, the Gotterdammerung." It's a series of safes made by this guy, so it's pretty clever the way they made this prequel. Was it good though? It, it's it's just it's good. It's a fun watch if you're sitting at home and you got the Netflix on. It, okay. Fucking long movie, a lot of twists. Um, the Miss Sunday, what's her name? She is uh, just stunning from game of thrones that girl yeah, sunday i don't know what her name is uh hold on we have to find out her name because she's beautiful in this movie and, and she's got great chemistry with this Dieter fella natalie emmanuel Quinn. oh and the guy man like mobeen if anybody's seen that show that uh brown guy who plays mobeen goes Khan. he's really funny funny comic he's in there it's good. I don't know. They're also making a uh, sequel. He, Zack Snyder announced the title of the Army of Dead. It's like Planet of the Dead is the name of the sequel. So. Oh, shit. Anything else anybody want to shout out? I got one more thing that was interesting. Okay. What do you, what do you got? Remember the Business Wars podcast? Yeah. I stopped listening to that. I stopped listening to it many, many, many ages ago, but it was still in my feed. And I was like, let me check in and see what they're doing. They're still doing great shows. Uh, there's a six-part series called Bad Boy Records versus Death Row Records. Oh, yeah. Uh, Biggie Smalls and Tupac. That's great. But right now, Anthony, the one they're doing, it's called Crypto War. Oh. And it's about the birth of the cryptocurrency 13 years ago and Satoshi Nakamoto and the first software to generate, uh, to mine coins and how everything started. And Coinbase. They, and, what is the business war against that one? So it's basically, he's just detailing the rise of the different coins and and crypto and the whole industry and mount gox and how it was first used on silk road what did you say that again mount cox mount gox was the website oh jesus Jesus what are you trying to get us to go imran's trying to mount all the gox again charlie cox mount cox no but it was obviously on uh, silk road was using bitcoin early to buy drugs off the dark web and but it's it's super fast and they do a really good job at explaining the technology and how it evolved and the blockchain and how it's all connected. It's pretty good. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, I'm just not in my car enough to listen to sure. podcasts yeah. anymore, but yeah. if I jump in the car, I'll, I might throw it on. 
still rocking. All right, well, that's it. Again, go watch The Eternals this week. Sign up for Patreon. We'll have instant reactions. We'll have a full review next week. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy, where I'll be arguing with people about Dune. Oh, yeah, you've been doing a lot of Dune commenting. <laughs> I've seen you on oh, shit. Kevin Farachi. Uh, yeah, whatever, whoever yeah. wants to play. It's a good time over there. You and Devin are going at it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going on. Eddie Stake had a bone to pick with me saying that uh, I would rather watch a Michael Bay film than the, than this Dune movie uh, because I need everything spoon fed to me. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's just so off that's base. That's a dumb fucking statement. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because I want the movie to be better, I have to watch a Michael Bay movie now. That makes lots of sense. <laughs> wow. Whatever. Oh, I'm going to check that thread out. That sounds. Uh, oh, the, the greatest thing about that was that. He had one of these people swoop in and try and like shut the fuck up, you know. In the first, you know, five minutes of the movie, Chani says it. I'm like, no, she doesn't. And I went and I I went and found the like the transcript, yeah. and I literally like, no, nowhere in this does any of this mention. I'm like, you're wrong, fuck you. And they just didn't know what to do, so they just start gaslighting me. Like, I need to like, you're the type of guy that likes to watch those movies. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, now you're switching the argument. That means I'm winning. So that's I all. I picked up on the context of things, sort of, mostly. Yeah, but now you, but you even, you were so starved for more that you went and I watched watch the shitty uh, dude the movie. old yes. movie. <laughs> like, I need to know what the fuck happens now. You can't leave me hanging like this. You fuck. Yeah, yeah. So there Anyways, you go. Anyways, fun stuff like that. Stay subscribed, listener. Yeah, check it out. Share the show. Uh, visit the show notes for all the links to everything. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. I fucking loved it. I really don't give a shit. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Fuck that show. Talking nerd.